0: Hello and welcome to the episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on January the twenty fifth, two thousand twenty two. I am your host, gaming psychologist, and with me, as always, my uh, non-binary partner in fishing crime, caffeine rage. I think yep, that'll. That'll make sense when we talk about the Game Club game, which we're going to talk about on today's show and with the January Game Club of Moon Moonglow Bay. We'll also tell you what our next Game Club game is. And then we've got some news topics. So many. Game yeah. Club Simulator Studio kills global chat for good, makes a $10,000 donation to a trans advocacy group. A court upheld the firing of two LAPD officers who ignored a robbery to play Pokemon Go. Microsoft to acquire Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion, with a B, dollars. And Dark Souls 3 Security Hole lets attackers hijack your PC. That sounds way dirtier than it is now that I read it out loud. Um, Timestamps will be in the show notes following their well, respective topics. Well, that's just because uh, you have a filthy mind. I do have a filthy mind. Also, hello, Rage. Hello.
1: How are you? Uh, I'm okay. That's
2: fair uh, enough. Made calzones. Ate calzones. Probably ate too much calzone.
1: Calzones are good. I haven't had a
0: calzone in a while. Nothing against calzones. I like them. But they are, you know, like any most Italian things, very uh carby. So I don't
1: eat them very often.
2: Well... Didn't have any snack or anything afterwards, so yeah, yeah. And honestly, I only ate half of mine because kind of, uh, well, uh, kind of doubled the uh, dough recipe, thinking that I would need to, and then didn't need to. So I ended up having like a New York uh, size calzone. Yeah, I mean, the thing was the size of a di- of the dinner plate. <laughs> yeah and and there was one for me and one for anita had almost an entire uh, chicken's worth of uh well a whole chicken's worth of chicken in it uh between the two of them so
0: yeah, it does sound delicious though I just had some leftovers I had some leftovers vegetable beef soup which was not bad it was pretty good, but you know. Well, this is also
2: uh, troubleshooting my pizza dough recipe. Turns out I
0: just wasn't letting, uh, letting it
2: rot long enough.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I know what you mean, and we've already talked about this, but just the way that you just said that there. Didn't let it rot long enough.
2: Well, it's uh, a, using the sourdough discard yeah, uh, from my uh, uh, you know, sourdough starter that I usually keep in the fridge. It's a combination of it being more acidic than the recipe I think it uh, expects because it's, like, a year and a half old now. <laughs> because, it, it, okay, it was a COVID baby. <laughs>
0: right, and it's still growing.
2: Uh, So, you know, it's a very mature starter. And also, because I'm adding it cold, it drops the temperature of the dough to... I think I measured it at, like, 70 degrees at, uh, after kneading. So I need, like, an extra hour to two hours of uh, of ferment, uh, fermenting time to let it break down all those complex carbohydrates into sugars so it browns and doesn't come out pasty white like the
0: cook. <laughs> right. So pasty. It's okay, though. I love you no matter what your color is. Don't make me fend you off with a pizza peel. Hmm. Wait, a pizza peel? Yes.
1: What is a pizza peel? You really don't know what a pizza peel is. No,
0: or if it, I do, it, it, I don't know the, it by it, that name.
2: It, it, it's the big flat... Uh, uh, uh. Think of it, giant Spatula. Oh, I didn't know that was
0: called a pizza peel. Yeah, I mean, it's... I've heard it called a pizza shovel. Um. Uh, peel is what's... It's actual name? Yeah. I've heard it called a pizza paddle. Well, peel is what it's
1: actually called. P-E-E-L. Good to know. And I'll fend you off with one.
0: I mean, I'll just just turn around and let you spank me.
2: And then I'll have to burn my pizza peel. Great.
0: (laughs) I'll buy you a new one when it's over.
2: It'll be worth it. Sanitize it on a 500 uh,
1: degree uh, pizza stone.
0: Yeah. We've got two pizza
1: stones. Uh oh. <laughs> We've got a, 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 I mean,
0: they're both like this. It Well, the smaller one is like the size of a large, quote unquote, large pizza that you would get yeah. from sort of any mm-hmm. pizza place. Yeah. And then the other one is much larger than that.
2: Yeah. Honestly, the smaller one's probably not very useful. Uh, you want a pizza stone that's a lot larger than anything you're going to cook on it. Because unless you're really practiced on putting things on it, you're not going to hit that target if you're trying to make a big pizza.
0: Yeah. We, uh, we haven't made pizza, like homemade pizzas in a while. Katie in particular has made, you know, homemade pizza, like dough from scratch, like the whole nine. I have never made pizza dough like that. Although, maybe yeah. once we move, that would be something to learn how to do. I'm going to have a much bigger kitchen. Like, you saw the pictures of the kitchen. Yeah. Like,
2: Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah, my pizza stone is
0: 16 inches by 14 inches. I don't know what the actual measurements are. I will look that up at some point, or, or go well, look at the stone. I assume well, it's on the stone.
2: Uh, probably not, actually.
0: Oh, uh, well, the I round, can measure the it round, and do the, round,
2: the round one's probably about uh, 12 or 13 inch.
0: Yeah. I assume it's just measuring the diameter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But my big one is a rectangle
2: and takes up almost the entire, uh, real estate of the oven. It's about the size of a half sheet pan. Uh, and, uh, thank you for stoner
0: talk. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right. Well, uh, let's just dive in. We got a lot of stuff to get to and, or get through rather. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how wound up we're able to stay. So let's, let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, for anyone who has never heard us do a game club before, a uh, game club is where we play the same game at the same time and talk about it at the same time. Used to, we didn't do that as much, but now, especially with like Game Pass, we're able to play a lot more of the same games at approximately the same time. However, we still focus on them for a month. This month's Game Club was Moonglow Bay, a cute um, sort of pixel art voxel type fishing game um, that we played via Game Pass, but it's also available on Steam. Um, and I know it's on the Xbox console. Is it on other consoles? This would feels like it'd be a good Switch game. I didn't, so I didn't sure. think it look.
1: Uh, I'll go double check.
0: Okay. Um, but Moonglow Bay fishing game, um, certainly feels like it's, it's trying to copy or at least has received inspiration. Uh, looks like that's negative. It's only on Xbox uh, for the consoles. Okay. I wonder if Microsoft has got it as like an exclusive. Um, well, I mean, if it's not on other platforms, I guess that is the case. But, uh, anyways, it certainly is. At the very least, it's inspired by games like my time at Porsche and Stardew Valley. Um. It, it feels like. Uh, granted, mm-hmm. I know that there are other games that do that, but those are kind of sort of the you know most popular ones in the modern era of gaming. Um, and is a very similar thing. I think before you know I, I dive in any farther, like I what as as if I don't know what was your experience with the game because you had the more common experience whereas I had
2: yeah. The, uh, my experience was it was like the cut, uh, like a cutscene out of Watch Dogs. A flickery, uh, jagged mess. I had what seems to be a very common experience, especially for those who are playing the Game Pass version, where the game does not have V-Sync and has the tendency to do some massive screen tearing. And because it was doing so much screen tearing, it was also causing some
1: flickering issues. So, yeah, I did not get very far in this game. And it
2: seems that, according to the patch notes, they added vSync to the Steam version of the game, but the Game Pass version, which this seems to be a kind of a running theme with some games, did not get patched beyond the first patch. Which is frustrating. Especially considering that this game also does not have autosave. And the uh, the other kind of running theme from reviews I read after realizing that I was not going to get very far in this game is that you can get stuck. And they added a I'm um, stuck feature to in the second patch, which is not available on Game Pass. Which is, ugh,
0: right? Yeah. I wonder, I don't know if this is still true or not. It used to be true at one point that to upga- update games on the Xbox console. Um, I thought they removed the fee. I was going to say you could get like one or two updates and then you'd have to pay a fee. But I don't know if that's still true or not.
2: Oh, It does look like the the Steam version auto saves when you sleep, which is not available in the Game Pass version.
0: No, so, it's not. So,
2: so it's very easy to lose a lot of progress, especially if the game crashes, which is something that's also been reported quite a bit.
0: Autosaving when you sleep too is very standard for this type of game. It feels weird that it's a feature that's not that was it on launch. VSync sync not being available on launch is weird.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I hope that they got enough money through game pass. Uh, To be able to do another To take another crack at this because uh, The game does have Kind of that cozy feel to it Although Once again based on the reviews It does look like it Loses a bit of that once you go through The story and you encounter Boss fights which is just Weird for this type of game
0: Yeah Um. Sorry I don't know why I just trailed off like that <laughs> brain fart um yeah i um all right so the save thing is is very strange to me like that feels like a a serious missing uh i don't want to say feature maybe features the right way to say it like it feels odd really weird that it's not included it's a, it's
2: a staple of the genre how about that
0: yeah um, I, mean,
2: I i mean as far back as the early harvest moon games i mean as in the first Harvest Moon game I played was on the N sixty four, and it was a staple then.
0: Yeah, um, I, but yeah, I, so I think that one of the reasons we were talking about this before we started recording. I think one of the reasons that I did not experience that issue is that I have a G Sync monitor, and so I've just got G Sync like set to like on by default or forced on. I forget what the option is called, but you know, like it, it's just running all the time, and then I can disable it if it's causing some weird issues. Yeah, which Um,
2: I didn't think to start diving into the uh, video settings. Because to play something like this, to force on Adaptive Sync or Enhanced Sync or whatever they're calling it for non-G-Sync...
1: Yeah. It's just utterly ridiculous. Yeah. It's a very strange thing, to say the least.
2: And Yeah, and the game is marked at mixed on Steam as well where there's a lot of people that were having issues with this before they patched it uh, you know the flickering getting stuck uh there's also just general scripting issues where a certain quests wouldn't fire off according to some uh, reviewers it's just it, it feels unfinished it feels like they pushed it out too early you know?
0: Yeah, and they might have. Like I said, on the technical side, I wasn't experiencing any of those screen tearing issues and any of the weird, like, flickering. Um, I also didn't get stuck on anything. Um, yeah, which Jim was complaining about in uh, the
2: Discord. It looked like he was playing it, or at least played some of it. You don't, yeah. He didn't send anything in, but he highlighted, yeah, where the hell is this feature marked, uh, uh, help, I'm stuck, that was only in the scene version, because...
0: Yeah. Um, I do... I liked it. It's not a great game. I'm not gonna pretend it is. I'm honestly not even sure it's a good game. But I enjoyed it. The The basis for the game, like the storyline, is that you, whatever character that you choose, um, which I like some of the things that they, that they do here. So character creation, you get four presets, um you you can't like create your own character. We get four presets and then you can choose the the name, first name and your character's pronouns. And then you choose a second character as your spouse and you can choose their um preset character and pronouns and things. Very cool. Um I like that that's just like right up front and they don't like make a big deal about it. Hmm. Um so that's neat. That's a nice thing to see.
2: Yeah, which makes it very inclusive to pretty much uh, anything. uh, Yeah. A relationship. Yep. I mean, you are forced into a relationship. uh, And this game does not have romance at all in it. Which is also an odd omission for this type of game. But it does make sense in the story. Yeah, it does make sense in the story. Because, well, you're a widow or widower... Uh, more uh, trying to get over the loss of your partner and build up a fishing business to revitalize the town.
1: Yeah, like you do, right? As one does, yes. Um, uh, making a street uh, uh, essentially food stand. Yeah.
2: Which uh, okay, that one feels a little odd because. There's nobody walking around. Who the hell is buying uh, my uh, fish tacos, right? I
0: mean, there's lots of people walking around, and the people do have, you know, as is typical for these types of games, well, well, they well, have well, schedules. Well, let's well, well, talk about
2: yeah, you yeah. Know, it's not really drawing people in. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, it's kind of you know video game
1: logic here, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's true,
0: but yeah. So you're you're. You come here, it's like you, you and your spouse retire, you come to Glow Bay, it was always your spouse's dream to come here and, and fish and start this business. Uh, well, and she was
2: also, well, uh, for me it was a heterosexual relationship, so she was also wanting to essentially uh, start up the aquarium or you know, uh, revitalize it. Yeah. And then mysterious things happen, right?
0: Yeah. And apparently Moonglow Bay is a very like deeply superstitious town. And there's a whale that shows up in the opening cutscene and everyone thinks it's a sea monster. Um and your partner's like, no, it's not it's a whale. You guys are being weird, whatever. And that serves as the first part of the tutorial where the game teaches you how to do the basic fishing. Um and then later on like it it does like a fast forward thing um something happens that's not clear like your partner just disappears like lost at sea kind of thing um and then you spend the next three years sort of going through a depressive state and Mm -hmm. um you're shown at the beginning of the game to have like a really dirty rundown house and it's not like totally destroyed but it's very clearly not kept up well and your your daughter comes i I assume it's always a daughter i I had a daughter
2: Yeah, it was uh, a daughter for my relationship. I'm not sure if it would be, like, adopted for a a gay relationship. Yeah. I'm assuming it would be, but I I do like uh, her name, uh, because uh, you always choose your first name, but your last name is always Fisher. So she's River Fisher.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Which I thought was cute. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Um, yeah, although, yeah,
2: who would uh, you know, give their kid a punny name, right?
0: Yeah, I certainly w- would, I certainly would. <laughs> I did, I did do that. Um, but anyway, so she shows up and teaches you like the next section of the tutorial, and you learn some more of the outlining story. And this kind of happens several times, you learn more intricate fishing mechanics, and then you learn the game's cooking mechanic, which I hate, but we'll come back to that in a little bit. Yeah, it's
2: uh. All the systems are very simplistic. How about that? Yeah. But... And, and that might be a benefit or a downfall of this game, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, so, you, you know, you're taught the basic systems, you're introduced to, like, sort of the main, like... The guy who owns the upgrade shop, and the lady who's got, like, the random items shop, and then the lady who owns the boat uh, boat dock, and then the lady who runs the aquarium um you're you know you're introduced to these people and sort of given some basic quests or basic tasks whatever um you fulfill these tasks you get your boat back you're given one sort of final tutorial about how to use the boat and uh then you're kind of turned loose um you know go to the billboard accept some quests from the town uh rebuild the town have fun go and and it does that sort of thing where it's, like, you know, not very really very directional. You've got some quests to help uh, you out. And objective markers on the map that aren't labeled outside of objective. Yeah, and also are not very accurate in certain cases.
2: Yeah, uh, where I was having visual glitching, uh, the game is in a, a voxel art style where, you know, all the characters, uh, are made out of voxel blocks and it's a very cute art style but whenever the there's a ton of screen uh, tearing there's a bunch of glitching it's very easy to miss characters and the objective for the freebie uh, the first thing you do is you uh essentially put food in a cooler outside and uh, uh use the honor system for people to pay for it right
0: yeah, but apparently this is a small town where everybody yeah. trusts
2: everybody else. Uh, and uh, they said uh, what, the guy uh, at the upgrades uh, store says, well, you should uh, get a vending machine here. You can have the store model if you bring me, a, uh, what was it, a fish taco or something? But he wants fish and chips. Fish and chips. Well, the quest marker points you to back inside the store. He occasionally is outside the store and where I was having visual issues, I could not see the the fucker standing outside the store and walked right past him several times going to the store looking for him. And this is also something that's popped up many times in negative reviews, that objective markers are substandard and uh, quest NPCs will go into areas that you cannot enter. So there's times that you'll just be standing there waiting for him to come out? I mean, to be fair, on this one, you, know, you could just go into the store if he's spanning the shop, but it's... It feels like, you know, they played
1: Dirty Valley and didn't really get the entire idea of the game. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Quest markers are, are even less helpful at times once you get your boat um, but so, you know, once, once the game turns you loose, then it, it turns you loose. And I'm sure occasionally down the road, there will be a couple of more small tutorials, especially since there's boss fights. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, yeah. I haven't encountered any yet. Uh, and then there's been a couple of times too, that I've gotten like little mini tutorials. It's like, ah, yes, I see you're trying to do this thing. Uh, cause river goes with you when you're out on the boat. And so like, I was wandering around and I found a thing and she's like, ah, I see you uh, found this. Would you like a little tutorial? And it's like, oh, yes, River. Please give me a tutorial. <laughs> but anyways, you know, once you go through those things, the game turns you loose. And your main goal is to just invest in the town. Um, build it back up. And uh, the, the, the only quest I've gotten so far for that is to just give money to the guy who owns the local tavern. Um, and I, I've got enough money to give to him. I just haven't done it yet. I haven't given him the money to invest. I'm on day 13, 14. Yeah, I only made um, it to
2: like day three or four uh, yeah. because I was just having so many flickering issues and it was just giving me a headache in the physical sense. Yeah. That I just didn't want to mess with it.
0: Yeah. Gameplay mechanics wise, there are sort of three, pri- well, four, I guess, primary things that I have discovered so far. There's the fishing. Um, And using the net,
2: yeah. Which uh, both of which seems very simplistic for being the main focus of the game.
0: Yeah, they're pretty simplistic, but also I think they're pretty good. They could be worse. Yeah, um, I think I think this game
2: is meant not how well we were intended to play it, or at least for a game club. I think this was meant to be. Kind of the filler game, uh, basically Animal Crossing. What uh, what's turned into for me, you know, fired up uh, for a little bit during the day, to, uh, uh, for a little bit of downtime, and that's why all the systems are very simplistic. You know, easy to pick up uh, once you you know, pick up the game again.
0: Yeah, um, but so there's there's the fishing and netting. There's the cooking mini game, which I hate. It's just yeah. okay. I'm I'm gonna stop here for a second because I mentioned that I hated it before and I was like, I'll talk about it later. So now we're at later. Um it's oh, wait, we are? I thought we, we were at now. Yes, we're we're at later, which is now. So the cookie mini game is boring. Like it's not it's not fun or interesting. It just feels like a waste of time. It's Different recipes. No. No. Di- I don't necessarily expect it to be like this full in-depth like cooking simulator. But I I don't see why it exists in the game. Like, it feels like that the main thrust of the game is fishing, exploring on your boat, and interacting with the townsfolk. I don't know why it doesn't just have, like, a simple, like, crafting menu or cooking menu, with maybe, like, a little flair, like sort of how in Breath of the Wild there's, like, that little cooking animation, Uh and then, you know, you get revealed your dish that you've made. That would make sense to me. That would probably even be
2: cute. Or or having the cooking be more about finding the combinations instead of uh, doing the you know, proper uh, 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 twiddling the thumbstick, right?
1: Yeah. I think,
2: it, I, I think it's more that it's drawn out. Yeah. Where each recipe, even though you can cook more than one thing at a time for the same recipe, so uh, making uh, one fish and chips and five fish and chips uh, involves the same amount of work, but... Having it where okay, first you gotta wash it, uh, the uh, the fish. Then you have to chop it up, and that's a mini game. Then you have to fry it, and that's a mini game. Then you have to get the potatoes, and that's a, uh, another thing. Then you have to chop the potatoes, and that's another mini game. And I think it's more that, and it's all essentially the same idea of either twist the thumbstick in the proper way, smash the uh, uh, the action button, or hold the action button. Yeah. And it's just so drawn out that while I didn't have enough time to get annoyed with it, I can't definitely see how it would get old quickly for me.
0: Yeah, it gets really old really quickly, and there never seems to be anything new. Um, you know, there's chopping things, there's frying them, there's baking them, washing them, you know, a few other things. But like you said, it's Uh, you know, click and hold the button for the correct amount of time. Press the button at the right time. Twiddle the thumbstick around to to keep the arrow inside the, you know, the green square or whatever. Um, And, you know, that's it. Like, if if they somehow made mastering the recipes, maybe, like, because you can gain mastery with recipes, but it doesn't change the mini game. It just gives it, makes it a higher quality food so that you get more money for it when you sell it. But the minigames don't change. So if mastering it maybe eliminated the minigame or changed it in some way to make it more interesting, like, that would be neat. I might still be annoyed with it, but at least it would feel like I was doing or something. Made it,
2: or, or made it where, you know, there was only a chance that you would have to do the minigame.
0: Yeah. But but instead, like, it's just do the minigame every time. And it's one to two minutes of gameplay for every minigame that just gets really frustrating. Um, I do like the fishing mini game. It, like you said, it's simplistic, but it makes sense. It flows pretty smoothly. There's, uh, you know, a few options that you can that you can make ab- about your type of bait and lure and where specifically you're going to fish, which matters more once you get the boat. But you know, where you're going to fish to attract different kinds of fish that fight you differently, and larger fish are harder to reel in, kind of naturally. Um, you know, as as would be expected. Uh, but, you know, it's a fishing minigame that makes sense. And then the net minigame also makes sense, although it's super simple. You cast your net, you get, like, a little meter on screen to determine how far you throw it, and then you wheel the net back in, and you basically just auto-collect anything that you um, go to pick up. There's There's a few objects that are large that you kind of have to time a button press for in order to be able to, like, reel them in. Um, But those are only, like, a few special objects. As far as I can tell, that's that's only happened a couple of times for me. Um, But so, you know, the the main parts of the game. Fishing, cooking, um, exploring around in your boat, which is great. I love driving the boat around and exploring the bay. Um, I love finding, like, going sort of treasure hunting. There's sort of a, a large overarching task that you're given, which is, like, to help clean up the trash in the bay. And there's noticeable improvements in the, the area as you clean up the trash in the bay. So I like that. That's nice to see. Um, and, and driving around in the boat is fun. You don't have to sleep when you're in the boat. Um, like you get, if you don't sleep normally, you get like a tiredness penalty. And I honestly don't know what it does. It just shows up on your screen that you're tired and it's like some kind of penalty. Um, I don't know if it makes it harder to fish or cook or something, I haven't noticed. It might just be a symbol, or it also might be a bug that, you know, there's something to do with, like, the unfinishedness like you talk about. But when you're on a boat, you can stay out for as many days as you want, and the tiredness icon doesn't seem to appear. So I'll just go out boating and exploring and treasure hunting. You can find uh, schools of fish swimming around. that You can use your net to catch as opposed to your fishing rod. I mean, you can also use your fishing rod. and You get different types of fish for doing it. Um, and then you can find objects. Uh, some of them are trash floating in the water to clean up. Some of them are, um, treasures either on the shore that you can net in or, you know, floating under the water that you can fish up. Um, and that's a lot of fun. That's probably the best part of the game for me is driving around in the boat. Um, if you, your boat slowly degrades, if you crash into stuff and then you can get stranded and have to call for a tugboat to come get you and pull you back to the dock. Um, you know, and you have to maintain your boat if you crash it, but otherwise, you don't have to like pay for fuel or or anything for it. Um, and then the the last part of the game is interacting with the townspeople, which is kind of hit or miss for me. Um, that's usually not my favorite part of these games. Uh, Stardew Valley, I love to interact with some of the townspeople. Linus, um, you know, was a lovely human being to become friends with. And then any of the myriad romantic pursuits, like, usually I will pick someone, and I'm like, alright, this is my romantic partner, I'm gonna pursue them for the whole game. And then I have fun with that.
2: Looks but like because- tiredness is just an icon. Oh. Well, that's lame. <laughs> I went to a couple different sites to and, it uh, looks like nobody can figure out if tiredness does anything
0: outside of just having a little annoying icon. Yeah, that's, that's dumb. Um... I didn't notice it until I was driving the boat around because I was out, um, you know, for like three days and the icon pops. But I was like, nothing feels any different. So I don't know if this is a bug or if it's just because I'm on the boat or what. But anyways, you know, because of the story, which is that you're sort of recovering from the loss of your partner and you've got this journal that you write down and yeah, I mean, he, your your character is is directly writing to their deceased partner. So it makes sense why that you can't romance anyone in the game, but you know, things like that help make the town feel more vibrant. And certainly there are, you know, some characters, you know, some wacky, kooky characters in the town. But most of them are just kind of generic people that are like, oh, hey, how's it going? Nice to see you out of your house. You know, I really would like some fish and chips. Thanks. And you can, you know, make them like you if you bring them fish and chips or whatever it is that they ask for. They You know, they all ask for different foods that, you know, serve as like the gift-giving yeah and, game.
2: yeah, and it looks like even the friendships uh, and, and I'm going to go back to Stardew Valley. Uh, you learned a lot more about the characters as you progressed uh, through their levels of friendships by talking to them, by giving them gifts, by interacting with them. And uh, you learned their history, you learn uh, what they want, what they, uh, what they aspire to be. And this... I actually went to look, it looks like essentially uh, you get them to sign your book, so uh, your journal turns into a yearbook, and they'll give you a rumor about a special fish, and that's it. Also seems very lame,
0: huh? Uh, Yeah, that seems pretty lame. Um, some of the characters seem more friendly, like some of them have got more like personalized like name icons and stuff. I mean everybody's got a unique name and town. Yeah, but...
2: like the like the lady that runs the random junk store is yeah, pretty much instantly friends with you. Yeah, yeah. your next-door neighbor, you know, right?
0: Yeah. But, you know, all that being said, like like you know, kind of like I said at the very beginning when you start talking about it, like it's definitely not a great game. I'm not even sure it's a good game because so many of its components are frustratingly unfinished or unpolished or just bad. Um, like we've said, you know, issues with uh, like, why is there a tiredness icon if it doesn't do anything? Why is there not an auto safe system? Why is it, you know, fundamentally graphically borked on, on PC? You know, um, why does, is the cooking mini game so shallow and frustrating? Um, you know, but the fishing mechanic and the exploration is really nice. The art style is beautiful. The music is really relaxing. Um, I found myself playing it the most, just kind of sitting on my couch, chilling out, playing it on my uh, on my laptop, just chilling. And that was, that was a nice experience. It's nice to, to do that. And granted, there are other games that do that and that do it better, honestly. But it's something that's new. The newness of the experience helps. I honestly suspect once the newness factor wears off for me, I probably won't keep playing it. But I feel like it's got, you know, another couple of really good play sessions before I hit that point. Unless, like, I discover something that's just like, wow, so cool.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing is that uh, it feels like this is meant to be, you know, a pick-up-and-play-every-so-often game to me instead of uh, deep play sessions. Or at least, you know, once you get past that initial start, which does seem to be very sluggish. And, yeah. uh, and honestly, off-putting to me, even without the graphical issues. You know, getting that first, you know, a hundred schmeckles, right? Uh, to mm-hmm. get your boat. You know, that requires a, l- a fair amount of cooking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Once, one, uh, once you, I should say, once you get on the boat, you pretty much don't have to do cooking anymore. Because the treasure hunting and pulling in other, mean you know, like you can pull in like enough fish, like a volume thing, but that you can just sell the fish without having to cook them to make enough money. But that feels weird. Like I feel like the cooking is intended to be a core part of the game, especially considering like, how
2: much they talk about. You know, you need to get your, you know, uh, food street food stand up and running to you know bring in uh, customers to, uh, into the town because. Yeah, you know, that's what people are going to do. Uh, they're going to drive for miles to get a cold fish taco
0: out of a vending machine. Absolutely. Yeah, I do it all the time. What are you talking about? Um, But yeah, the I, I will say that the... I don't know if this is a... It has to be a game balance thing. Because you can go sell anything you want to the junk store lady. You know, your next door neighbor that's your friend. But you get more money if you stick it in the vending machine. Like anything, any of the treasures I found or any of the sea creatures or like even junk, you get more money putting it in the vending machine. But you don't get that money right away. You have to wait for some time to pass before the game sort of randomly selects an item to sell and give you money. I mean, there might be some rhyme or reason behind it, but it, fe- it just feels random. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, basically waiting for an invisible person that to uh, yeah, totally exists. To uh, buy whatever item you put in the junk
1: machine, right? So, yeah,
0: I I don't kind of boy.
1: I, we're really being
2: hard on this one, huh?
0: Yeah, starting to wrap it up. Um, I don't. I would okay. I with a lot of caveats. I would recommend this to somebody. The caveats being, you know, you you need to like this type of game already. You need to like sort of... You've the f- already, you've already burned, burned out on like My Time at
2: Portia, uh, Stardew Valley, yeah, uh, the Good Harvest Moon slash Story of Season games, and you want something different.
0: Yeah, if you really like the fishing in Stardew Valley, but want it to be like... slightly deeper? 20% deeper you know, 15 to 20% deeper. Like this is the game for you. Like Lexi, if you're listening right now, I know you are, you listen to the show. This is the game for you. Basically, if you're Lexi play this game, otherwise, like if you can play it on game pass and you want something that's different and relaxing, I- as long as you don't have the screen tearing issues, which that seems to be very hit only slightly miss, but You know, if you're able to play it and not have the screen tearing issues, I think it's fine to play then. If you purchase it on Steam at a deep, I mean a seriously deep discount, by all means, you know, it's worth it then. Um, But otherwise, like, I just can't say, like, play this, you know, play Stardew Valley, play um, My Time at Portia, Story of Seasons, you know, etc. Harvest Moon. Play those games. So. That's that's my quote-unquote recommendation. What about you? I mean, hell, Stardew Valley's on Game Pass, right? Yeah, it is.
2: I mean, it's really hard to suggest this over, you know, something that's literally better on the same service,
0: right? Yep, unless you're Lexi. Lexi, play this game. This game is for you, specifically. They developed this game for you. Cute art style, cute music, the uh, a twenty percent deeper fishing mini game from Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. In in the multiplayer that we played, it's been ages. It goes down. We haven't played Stardew multiplayer in months, maybe even a year. But like she maxed out fishing like immediately. She like she loves to fish.
2: Oh, well, I maxed out fishing pretty early as well. But yeah, uh, I just found the fishing on this one. Not. As enjoyable, and I think that's mostly just due to uh, how they present it uh, in this one compared to the minigame in Stardew Valley. Yeah, but eh. Yep, you win some, you lose some, and and oh. then you have a uh, watchdog like uh, graphical glitches, right?
1: It's um, like
2: Adrian Pierce is having a flashback to his days as a yeah a, a, a widower. Uh, Fishermen in Canada,
0: right? Yeah. Alright, so, why don't you tell the dear listeners what our next Game Club game is? So, uh,
2: as a bit of a change of pace, we are doing a jumpless platformer for the next uh, next Game Club game. We're doing Snake
0: Pass. Snake Pass. I have played Snake Pass with my kid before, but it's been two... Years, probably, and we definitely did not beat it.
2: Yeah, I only played a little bit of it. We have this on Steam, or at least I do, and looks like you do as well. Yeah, I have it on Steam. Uh, And I believe this was also on Prime Gaming a a while back. So this is technically a platformer, but you control the snake. Uh, Your your snake is uh, named Noodle. Noodle. There's many like it, but this one's yours. Yes. Uh, and you control Noodle via the trigger buttons. Uh, with uh, some modifiers to... Uh, it's kind of uh, more of a... Like a physics-based platformer. Where you're wrapping around things, grabbing onto things with your body. and uh, Not as... Frustrating as like I am Fish, where it's yeah you know, difficult for, or, or I should say difficult, frustrating for the sake of being frustrating. This has a particular gimmick that they're going for. So yeah, yeah, we'll be diving into a uh, platformer for the first time in actually quite a while.
0: Yeah, was Celeste the last platformer we played? Yeah, yeah, a the game last that not you notoriously hated. Yeah, it was just
2: too. It was just too floaty for me. Yeah, all right. But but hey, it's
1: more like uh, uh, it's more often than not a game I notoriously hate. See Skyrim. Very true. Very true. So, speaking of hatred, yeah, ready to move on
0: to our first news topic of the night. I guess. Tabletop Simulator Studio kills global chat for good. Makes $10,000 donation to Trans Advocacy Group. uh, Well, unexpected
2: surprise, but a pleasant one, huh? Uh, It's been ages since I fired up Tabletop Simulator. Yeah. Uh, But I remember, you know, even the glimpses of global chat. Oh, (laughs) right? Yeah.
0: I, I just I muted global chat. You know, like you could stop um, those messages from showing up. Um, I didn't. Now I didn't particularly never ever notice any like particularly racist ones or not. Um, uh, what I noticed was, you know,
2: calling it cancer would be uh, mean to cancer. It just utterly hateful. Yeah, and in uh, the global chat was semi uh, modded but you know, there was just so much there that, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it's hard to keep up when it's flying by, and we don't know what kind of tools they had and things like that. Um the one and I don't know how much of this was joke a joke. Like I'm sure some people were being snarky, but I also don't know how much of it is true, because like the global chat was tucked away. Like But anyways, I I'd seen plenty of people being like, wait, Tabletop Simulator had a global chat? So I think it is possible to miss. It's kind of tucked away if you're only playing with friends, you know? Especially
2: like... if you're being invited directly into a game. Yeah. Because that's mm- the other thing, is that Global Chat was only on the main menu, and uh, it was on uh, another tab. So if you're playing with friends and you're going directly into a game or, you know, firing up uh, into a game session and then joining in, you know, you're not going to see it because, yo, know, it's not in that area
0: yeah but you know good for them for stopping it like of all of the like and i'm sure that they're not perfect i'm sure they have their own issues but of all of the things you know the headlines the you know abuse from these these big companies and you know sexism and and all of the isms and the ists you know like, it's good to see a company be like, no, we're just going to turn this off and then give some money to uh, a transgender advocacy group. Because, I mean, you know, if it, in case it's not obvious, like, Global Chat was going hardcore uh, anti, anti-trans, you know. Um. Well, pretty
2: much, uh, this is something I've noticed, is that the more unmoderated a uh, area is, it tends to go very hateful and also leaning right on the political spectrum. Yeah, which yeah you know, tends to have some very openly, uh, you know, some very open hatreds. Right.
1: Yeah. When you go sure. very
2: far, I should say. I mean, if you're conservative, that doesn't mean that you're automatically you know, a hateful individual. But the extremists on both sides of the spectrum. Have been noted to be uh, you know, a bit out there, uh, but the right wing hoof, especially these days.
0: Yeah. Well, I think like you said, like you know the more unmoderated a community is, the more it tends to lean that way for you know, for worse or for worse, the hardcore right wingers tend to be a lot worse than the hardcore left wingers in their anti you know. Transphobic, sexist, racist, or, or, or how about misogynistic this? How about, how about, views? How about this? It's more uh,
2: what they speak out against isn't tolerated. On top of just general mistruths, yeah, or just yeah, flat out lies.
1: Yeah, maybe that's dis- better. Way to and, dis- and,
2: dis- and disinformation, so they get moderated on Facebook, and then talk about how Facebook is a uh, uh, banning the truth. Yeah. So, so then they go to unmoderated places or, you know, their are little echo chambers.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. When these echo chambers form, you know, and there's no moderation when there's no tools to deal with it, like, the people who are being, you know, persecuted, just leave. Because they can. They, you know, it's the internet. You have the ability to leave unsafe spaces. Um.
2: Yeah, and there's no uh, valor in, you know, trying to defend global chat and tabletop simulator, right?
1: Yeah. It makes more sense just to leave it, or just mute it. Yep. So it sp- right, becomes
2: a, a spiral of just getting more and more of a collection of dick quads.
1: Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I
0: mean, I'm kind of, I, I think this is probably the best outcome. You know, there will be some people, probably assholes, who were like, "Er, free speech, uh, but for the most part, like, I mean, I think this is the best thing that you can do. Like, yeah, just, which, just shut it down. Don't feed the trolls. And then to, like, troll back, like, hey, I'm going to give some money to a trans group. Like, nice. Yeah, which there's always the
2: irony of the people, uh, the, the people that yell, about their freedoms and uh, being censored and free speech are the ones that never understand what free speech actually means. Yeah. Uh on the
1: constitutional level. Because, right? Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I don't I don't know. You got anything else you want to say about this? Dead good. <laughs> Indeed.
2: Good. So, speaking of dead things, let's talk about the career of a couple police officers.
0: Indeed, this is one that I had not heard of at all. Yeah and this so- uh, this
2: happened uh, a couple years ago originally, and this is the final kind of uh, yeah, nail in the coffin for these two. Uh, a court upholds the firing of two LAPD police officers. Sorry, LAPD officers. The who ignored a robbery to play Pokemon go <laughs> yep, so this happened back in two thousand seven or sorry sorry two thousand seventeen uh yo, know, during that yo know, first really big push of pokemon uh, of the pokemon's go, right yep and they ignored a robbery. <laughs> They spent the next 20 minutes driving around to various locations where virtual creatures are shown on their maps instead of responding to a robbery.
0: (laughs) Yep. Um, Essentially, like, the the gist of this that I have been able to gather from reading the article is that, um, you know, they they were caught doing this because of uh, camera footage from either their body cams or from their cruiser. Uh, The
2: the in-car video system. Yeah. uh, Is what they... uh, I uh, say in the article,
0: okay, um, but you know they were caught because of their own own cameras, and you know were heard discussing the the pokeman's um I mean let's you know, let's be real here, cops ignore calls all the time, like i I don't know the the specific percentages um. But there are many, many stories that you see where that cops you know get caught ignoring a call to go do something else that they don't want to do.
2: Oh, there's but also it, a Supreme Court case saying that police don't have to render assistance to you.
0: I didn't know that. I hadn't seen that.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I talk while I, I look it up.
0: Uh, okay, but yeah, you know this this does happen where that cops won't go to a crime. Um, as far as robbery goes, like, my personal feeling is, like, fuck it. Like, that's fine. I mean, you know, I I feel like I'm I'm becoming more and more cynical about cops the older I get. But I feel like lots of times they're just going to make it worse if they show up. So that's fine. Okay, so this is from 2005. Uh, Justices rule,
2: police do not have a constitutional duty to protect someone. And you know, this is from a
1: little paper called the New York Times. Yeah. So right?
0: Yeah. But um, you know, I've been re- recently re listening to a, a podcast. It's still an ongoing podcast, but I've gone back to listen to some of their older stuff. Um, it's called You're Wrong About. I've talked about it on this show before. And they cite evidence all the time where that cops are doing stuff that they're not they shouldn't be. You know, and it's not just like police brutality and things. It's like ignoring calls or, you know, because they don't want to deal with something, they'll, you know, write it off as lower priority and they get caught. And like a couple of people, you know, get in trouble for it. But for the most part, this behavior is allowed to continue. So and then we've seen time and time again that cops are very willing to, you know, just shoot somebody and kill them um, as opposed to using a lower level of force or a low level of intervention, even for, you know, dealing with actual crimes. So I, this is not the worst thing they could have done going to play Pokemon go instead of going to a robbery. It's not the best thing they could have done, but it's not the worst thing they could have done.
2: Yeah. uh, If you don't uh, already have your illusion of police shattered, uh, the examples in the uh, case that this stems from, uh, for, uh, there's no constitutional duty to protect, uh, wood because, oof.
1: yeah, yeah, look that
2: one up if you want to have some fun. Uh, I sent you a link to it directly because
1: uh, I, I like hurting you. Thanks.
0: Yeah, I will read that later. I don't want to read that right now, but I will, I will read it later. So, yeah, they, um, they filed a bunch of appeals. Yada yada, blah blah blah. But the they you know they have been officially, or, you know, the the decision to fire them was upheld.
1: So, yeah, you know, don't worry. I'm,
2: I'm sure that they'll get a a, a job uh, in, the, in the next county over or something. Probably because because that's the other thing is that dirty cops, which you yeah, know this is far down on the rungs of uh, things dirty cops do.
1: Yeah, way down there, actually. Yeah. And it's more the fact that they got caught, really. Yeah. Uh, 30 cops that
2: do far worse than this just get hired by another department uh, without
0: much issue. So, yep. Right. yep. Yep. I've discussed at length before on the show about my neighbor who was a cop, finally, is, is not a cop anymore. Long, 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 long story. But was a cop and who did all kinds of really bad, really illegal things. Assault, sexual assault, you know, stealing or robbery from people who were in custody. Um, you know, the, it's a big list. It was a huge oh, that's deal. that's Civil
2: forger. Uh, so, right?
0: Yeah. But, anyways... Um, you know, he just got shuffled around between like all of the neighboring counties before finally, like he was unhirable in the area anymore. So I don't know what they're going to be doing. I don't care leaving the neighborhood, but I have never been comfortable with him living here. Like, I I don't. Mm -mm. Long, I'm just going to stop talking (laughs) Somebody, if somebody wants to know more about my personal feelings about this guy, I will give you the whole story. I will give you the news articles, like, everything, go into my full feelings, but I'm not going to go off on that personal of a tangent. Uh, I, right think you're, of I
2: think uh, we could sum it up with fuck that guy in particular, though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you, do you have other things to add? Am I missing I- something?
2: Not really, I mean, uh, I'm honestly more impressed that it was upheld, because re- that's kind of the other thing, is that these tend to be overturned far more often than not, so, all right? Yeah,
0: they they tend to get away with it more often than not. Uh, but hey,
1: at least uh, they did apprehend that Snorlax. They did, indeed.
0: You know what? G- good, Good job, guys. Tax dollars, I, and, at work. And, and I love that
2: they have Snorlax in uh, you know, quotes.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, in the article. I mean, if I have to spend my tax dollars to pay for cops to do stuff that's not helpful, I would rather them go catch a Snorlax than shoot an innocent black kid.
2: Well, why can't they do both?
0: Right? Multitasking. Increase your productivity. Catch besides, more Pokemans besides, and kill besides, more black kids. Besides...
2: That Snorlax, it looks awful dark to me.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh no, no. But that was good. You you got him.
2: Uh, Just like that joke, awful dark.
1: Awful dark.
2: All right. Uh, So, uh, shall we talk about something that we're honestly not sure just yet what to think about this one?
0: I know what to think about it. I know, I mean, unless some secret sultry details come out that change my view. I know exactly what to think about this one, but we'll we'll get into that. Um Microsoft uh to acquire Activision Blizzard for 68, I'm just going to say 69 billion dollars, right? What's 300 million. Nice. When you're a nice. Um yeah. God knows how long that this deal has been in the works for, right? Like Companies don't just acquire other companies overnight very often. Yeah, unless they're happens, really soft Yeah, it happens occasionally, but usually, and and who knows? We might find out more as time goes on, and there's more yeah, financial still,
2: disclosure. Yeah, this is still very early in the proceedings, and there's going to be a lot of, uh, yeah, you know, legal wrangling, uh, checking to see, you know. Uh, is this going to create a monopoly? Which, yeah, you know, Microsoft would they ever create a monopoly? I mean, really?
1: Would yeah,
0: they? Microsoft? No, they—they've never tried to create a monopoly before. What are you talking about?
2: Uh, so, yeah, you know, this is probably not going to get finalized till very late in the year. Uh, at yeah, you know, at the earliest, I'm expecting it to more get probably uh, this time next year to. Everything to be found lost. Unless, yeah, you know, this has been brewing long enough that, yo, know, it's going to get just pushed through, which. Hmm.
0: Yeah, which could be possible. But, I mean, this definitely didn't start, ha- you know, start two weeks mm-hmm. ago or whatever, you know. Um, So, yeah, Microsoft is, is buying Activision Blizzard. Uh, Bobby Kotick is going to stay with Activision through the transition period and then get his golden parachute and yeah. jump out.
2: Yeah, which, you know, he's, he is the majority shareholder of Activision Blizzard, isn't he? So, he's yes. getting so much money in this. So much money. Uh, he, uh, he's going to make the fuck you money from Notch seem just ridiculous. Uh, it's going to be like pocket change.
0: Well, I mean, Bobby Kotick already was a billionaire. Yeah, know, but, like, yeah, but, whew, right? Yeah. This this definitely will increase his net worth a substantial few points. Yeah, but it's a good thing, you know, he wasn't being
2: a dickhead uh, with uh, in his last few days. in Activision Blizzard and you're talking about buying out, yeah, news media.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes, I'm stealing that from Jim Sterling.
0: Yeah, this makes some of the other things from recent, you know, Activision Blizzard scandal make a little. More sense, like, kind of... I mean, I always expected the board to be very dismissive, but the fact that they just knew, like, oh, yeah, Microsoft is trying to buy us. We're about to get a shitload of money. Like, who cares? We're just going to wait out these protesters because yeah. they'll get lost in the shuffle.
2: Yeah, it does make a lot more sense that, you know, uh, there was no apology.jpg. Just, eh, fuck you. Yeah, it's like, this is about to be Microsoft's problem. We'll let them deal with it. Yeah, and let them basically clean house. You know, uh, you know get the p- uh, power washer out of uh, storage and start uh, de- begrudgingly power washing the, dr- uh, the driveway.
0: Yeah. I think that this is about 20%, 15 to 20% a good thing, and the rest of it is a terrible thing. As far as, we've talked about this before, as far as these massive companies go in the gaming space or just in general, Microsoft isn't the worst. Yeah, they're not malicious, but, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't be a company this size and be ethical or good. Like, you just can't. It's, It's an impossibility. There are too many people that the executives at the top are standing on, and, you know, such massive infrastructure negatively affects, you know, local populations all over the world. But, as far as we know... They're not the worst with the way that they treat their employees and they seem to have at least a number of programs, Microsoft, generally speaking, a number of programs where so that they give back some to the communities and things like that. Um, you know, very small amount of credit where credits do Microsoft, not the worst, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm, I'm, I think there's a chance, a decent chance that Microsoft will clean house as much as they can. Uh, I'm sure there will be things written into, you know, clauses written into contracts and buyouts and things that we'll never see that will protect certain people, even, you know, certain terrible people. But I think Microsoft can come in and clean up a lot of the structure of the company and deal with some of the issues that have been raised, rightly so, by those who have been so negatively affected. Um... You know, that that we found out about largely in the last six months, you know, with the sexual harassment and, um, you know, exploitation of workers or stronger exploitation of workers, whatever, um, you know, I, I think Microsoft can and probably will to get some good, you know, some really good PR out of the deal, um, come in and, and clean up Activision Blizzard at least a bit. And I think that's good. I think that that's great for the people who, who work there um and that's at like 15 to 20% good. We we also will probably get some re-releases or remasters of games um that we haven't, you know, seen yet and you know from 15 20 years ago and this week's gym position, you know, Metal Arms glitch in the system is <laughs> is a, a big one, which I think Metal Arms is a good game. I played it, you know, in the early 2000s when it released. I would love to see a sequel to that game. But I think that we'll see a lot of these back catalogs come to Game Pass. I mean th- I
2: mean Microsoft uh, directly came out and said that they're wanting to uh, revitalize some of these and uh you know Guitar Hero it's kind of ripe for that one as well especially with Twitch integration right
1: Yeah uh, I'm yeah. just
2: while well, I'm sitting here looking at this uh I mean obviously Crash Bandicoot could uh, it's seen a little bit of resurgence
0: uh geometry wars yeah so i and i believe microsoft will make good on those promises it will give you know um revitalize some studios you know bring some additional jobs to the market um all of that jazz and i think those things are good those things are good for both employees and for gamers alike um you know for the time being and that sort of hinting at where I'm going for the time being I think it'll be great to make game pass an even better value like a you know you're crazy if you don't have game pass if you're a PC or an Xbox gamer value like I already think that like you should be gaming on game pass if you game as it like a good you know primary hobby you know it's worth it just because of the amount of games that you have access to and you know it's cheaper in the long run if you want to game and play you know, very recent, um, AAA titles, especially. And I, and I think this is going to drive the value of Game Pass up even more for the time being. Now, what's going to be interesting is
2: what happens to, uh, uh, PlayStation once all these, uh, contracts that, that, that Activision Blizzard has with them run out. Right.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Um, that's, but that's kind of where I think the good, ends. Then we get to the bad. Monopolies are real bad. Um, If we're going to have the horrible system that's capitalism, monopolies are the worst way that that can show up. And Microsoft is starting to build a de facto monopoly. Um, Even if they aren't technically a monopoly in the sense that they have zero competition, they're building a stable that is going to make them so far and ahead, you know, the leaders or, or however you want to look at that, that they effectively have no competition, making them a de facto monopoly. Um, and Game Pass will continue to be an excellent value until, you know, the, the, the balance flips to where Microsoft has that monopoly and they don't need to keep Game Pass and other services that they have as a good value anymore. And the second that that happens, they'll flip the switch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they might do the whole like frog and boiling water thing where that they raise the temperature over the course of a few years um, to bring game pass from a great value to a mediocre value to, you know, now it's it's not worth it. And the other ways that this can shut down competition and innovation within the industry long term, not good. I think we've got I mean, I'm just this is pure speculation on my part but between bethesda and now activision blizzard um microsoft is interested in buying um square enix i think it's square enix it might be uh, ca- no, no, ca- no, no. Um. Uh,
2: this was uh jim uh sterling's uh, speculation uh area about where this could go next uh, i haven't seen any direct uh people talking about this
0: I, well, they expressed direct interest a few years ago about wanting to, or, uh, you know, discussing purchasing, I think it was Square Enix. It might have been Capcom. And yes, that was speculated on the Jimquisition, but it, it, it's it been a few years ago. But they did express interest in buying one of those two companies um, at one point. So, you know, it, but, but there are, you know, there's a few other studios, a few other key sort of major third-party development studios, and they've locked all of that up. In their ecosystem, and then they can jack the price up because it's like, oh, you want to play Call of Duty, right? You want to play uh, Battlefield, you want to play Final Fantasy, you want to play, you know, X Y Z, you know, all these sports games. Like, if you want to play them, well, you can buy them, I guess, outright, or you can come to Game Pass and they'll get you roped into that environment.
2: Well, it also makes me wonder, uh, especially talking about Call of Duty, uh, how could they make it? Uh, an even worse investment than it already is, because it's a yearly release at full price. It never really goes on discount. Even uh, years past, uh, it's still full price, so... Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, This is one of those areas that... Can they do much worse than what's already the market?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: I I don't know. and And I do understand... Uh, they are starting to get a scary amount of uh, franchises. I mean, hell, just the Blizzard franchises. Before, you know, Blizzard absolutely took a dump on all their, you know, intellectual property. You know, Diablo,
1: Warcraft? Yeah. <laughs> Starcraft? Overwatch? Yep. And, well, Hearthstone,
2: that's... I know it's technically in the Warcraft thing, but uh, those are major, or were major, major names in PC gaming, let alone just gaming in general. So having them trade hands and go uh, into the Microsoft umbrella, it, I, I've seen others talk about this, not just Jim Sterling, but uh, the Disneyification. You know, uh, basically pulling at Disney and starting to pull in more and more of these major franchises and it having a snowball effect. And,
0: yeah, it's starting to get a little scary. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I- I've seen a number of comments made this week on Twitter along the lines of, like, you know, glad I've got this backlog of X number of games to play as the game industry burns itself down. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but I hey- can't say I disagree. But hey, at least uh,
2: they were talking about NFTs on uh, late night TV, so there is that.
0: Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Fucking NFTs, man. That Dan Olson video though, folding ideas, real good. I know I posted in Discord, but yeah,
2: I, I I don't need a two hour video to know NFTs are a bad idea. Yeah. Yep. But but yeah. Now, now I'm completely blanking on who it was, but on uh, one of the late night talk shows. They were comparing their monkey NFTs. It's just.
0: Ugh. Yeah, I think it was Jimmy Fallon.
2: It was Jimmy Fallon, but I can't think of the other one. Was it Paris Hilton? Uh, it feels I, like Paris Hilton.
0: I don't know. I didn't actually watch it. Like, I just saw something about it on Twitter. I consume a lot of like celebrity kind of bullshit news via uh, Twitter. Uh,
2: yep. Paris Hilton, because of course, if you need something shallow and uh, not worth the the money that it gets. Well, there's NFTs, but there's also Paris Hilton.
0: No yeah, not much more shallow and vapid than Paris Hilton. Actually, that might be unfair. I obviously don't know anything about her, and she could be very different than she was back in the '90s and 2000s or whatever it was. But
2: well, it looks like she got a spray tan. Well, you know. Well, let's put it her. this way: PC gamer, Paris Hilton, and Jimmy Fallon. Fallon showing off their NFTs is the longest 77 seconds ever.
0: <laughs> oh, um, God. Right? Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. I, I've talked a lot, and I understand if you like don't have anything to add or whatever, but like, do you have anything that you want uh, to add or anything? Uh, that uh, not asked? really.
2: I mean, like you said, in the short term, this could be really good for us. It's just, where is this going? Because, who? right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do feel like this will be uh, beneficial. That's, in the that's short of term. course assuming one thing that this actually uh, uh, is allowed to go through. That's because true. There's a lot that goes on beyond just saying, "Okay, we'll buy you for you know nearly sixty nine billion dollars." There's antitrust uh, investigations. Uh, there's uh, regulations that goes through. There's a lot
0: that could uh, stack this up. I think it'll go through.
2: Or, hell, EA could uh, snipe them, right?
0: Yeah. Or, oh. or some
2: or some other group.
0: EA, Activision, Blizzard. Oh.
2: <laughs> oh, no. I, I just uh, made up something worse than NFTs.
0: We might be there, though. We might be there soon. I mean, you know, Microsoft is already in bed with EA, so mm. and, I mean, Microsoft didn't buy EA, but... Who knows what they could be working on. I I think that this will go through. I think it'll be approved. I mean, anything could happen, Mm -hmm. but you know, I I just, I don't see why it wouldn't. I don't think that it's ultimately a good idea. I think it brings Microsoft too close to a monopoly in the gaming space, but I think a lot of the politicians who are going to be looking at this are not going to understand anything about it. And you know, I know that they will have people who will look at it, and I'm sure they will have lots of experts. But as often happens, evidence gets ignored when money is on the line. So I fully expect it to go through.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure if this is going to happen or not. Because I still remember, yeah, Microsoft getting all sorts of flack for Internet Explorer. (laughs) So,
1: right? Yeah.
2: So there's, yeah. A history that the government might go say. No. But I guess we'll have to see how that goes, right? Yeah, we'll have to see how it all plays out. Yeah. Uh, on to our last thing. Uh, Dark Souls 3 has a security hole that allows attackers to hijack your PC. Yeah, this this is bad. (laughs) This is very bad. Yep. Uh, There's not a lot of information about exactly what this was, because it's a very real vulnerability. It's uh, potentially an Elden Ring, uh, but it affected Dark Souls 3 and potentially the previous Dark Souls games as well, where an invader to your game can run remote code to hijack your system. And yeah. It's kind of rare to see this level of security hole, you know. Yeah, or security vulnerability, I should say. Uh, security hole sounds, yeah, a little wrong somehow. Dirty. Oh, you just made it worse.
0: Yeah. So the the specifics of it, the, there was a person who found it, um, and then they used it to run a uh, or to run Microsoft PowerShell, um, where the, the guy the The hacker, air quotes hacker, mm-hmm. um, used it to run the tech, the Windows built in like text to speech program mm-hmm. to like uh, troll the streamer um, for their poor gameplay. Yeah, which seems
2: like they uh, only did this after they were either ignored or didn't get a response back from the developer. So to, to get more attention to this. And it does look like the third-party anti-cheat stuff that uh, some people run in uh, Dark Souls 3 has patched this, but the base game has not yet. So, PvP is completely offline for Dark Souls 3, 2, and the original. Or, sorry, the original remaster. It's just wow, right?
0: Yeah. That's, uh, That's a big, big oopsie. Um, I mean, yeah. we've seen a few in the last year with more recent games, you know, Marvel, um, with, like, uh, displaying, like, people's uh, IP addresses openly and freely. Um,
2: yeah, but this is, uh, this is one of the worst ones we've seen in quite a while. I mean, yeah, this, I was going to say, this is on a new level, though. I mean, be able to run PowerShell on somebody else's computer,
0: that means that you can yeah, do pretty much anything on it. Yeah. So I think it's interesting I mean, you know, I guess stuff can have bugs for a long time before they're they're discovered or, it, or,
2: it, or this was something obscure that they found. Yeah. Because I don't think Dark Souls three has had updated a while. And you know, this is kind of the you know, the highlight of it is Dark Souls three, but I I don't recall hearing anything about it, but you know, I'm not big into the Dark Souls, so uh not sure when the last update was, but this could be, you know, or, or who knows, it could be something, uh, interaction between the game itself and Windows, and some Windows patch opened up a vulnerability that wasn't there from the base game, which is also
0: a possibility, since we have no idea how this actually works. Yeah, that's very true. You make a good point. I mean, it might not necessarily just be something that was missed, lying in, you know dormant. Sounds so mysterious. in the code um, could have been, like you said, changing an update or something that exposed a, a vulnerability that otherwise would not have been exposed or would have been unknown.
1: Actually, it looks like the servers are starting to come back up. Uh, but, yeah. But, yeah, this is... This article is from a week ago. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or, or sorry, this this particular article is from a few days ago. The original tweet that uh led me to this article is from over a week ago though. So th- this has been an ongoing thing. So the the fact that they're starting to get, get the servers back up. But if you've been playing Dark Souls uh uh and getting and got invaded, may want to check your stuff, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Definitely worth that, checking that, that, out.
2: That's the other thing is
1: that we have no idea how long this has been going on. This is dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous.
0: Um, I don't I don't know what else to add. Like yeah. it's God. real bad. Somebody being able to get complete control of your PC is real bad.
1: Mm. So. Yeah.
0: I don't think I have anything else to add. Um yeah. Uh,
2: well, uh, well. Also, it doesn't help that we don't know exactly what was going on outside of, you know, remote code
0: execution, bad things happening. Yeah, right? I, I'm not a a I'm not a hacker. I'm not elite hacksaw. I don't know. I don't know what it's doing.
2: Bad stuff. Well, 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 the closest I get is listening to all about the Pentiums by Weird Al. <laughs> Fun song. Uh, yeah, cool. So, beans. Well, oh, sorry. Uh, so, uh, um, there's not, well, <laughs> we kind of covered the community corner with everything else this week, so not really a lot else going on there. Uh, I'm assuming you want to bail early tonight?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we had already said we probably weren't going to do, uh, Discovery Queue, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it. I mean, we've still been recording for, like, 90 minutes or something. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, community corner. I guess for for you know all of our news topics this week came from the community corner submissions section. Yeah, so
2: yeah, catching up on most of it. I mean, we did skip the NFT thing and right because you know outside of joking about it, you know, trying to uh, you know avoid diving into it again.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah. Why don't, why don't you uh, tell the people where that they can find us to submit stuff? If they well, haven't, you could email us
2: vglpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you could tweet us VGO podcast. We haven't actually had a tweet in a while. Or, as most of the lovely people did for this, drop it into our Discord, which you can find a link over at vglpodcast.podbean.com.
0: Indeed. Um, and awkward pause. <laughs> yeah, I guess since we're not going to do anything afterwards. Uh, hey, Rage, why don't you hit him with the socials?
2: Oh, well, I was waiting for it. It's just
0: yeah. Your sleep- hey, Rage, your sleep battled brain, right? Hit him, hit him with the socials. Yeah, don't, don't, don't mind me. Yeah, you're
2: just out there power washing the siding.
0: Yeah, uh, grumbling to yourself. Uh,
2: goddamn realtor!
1: Goddamn it! Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, I've been caffeine rage. You can occasionally find me tweeting over at gaming CR, or if you wish to be my friend on Steam, you could uh, find me at,
0: at caffeine rage over there. And you've been gaming psychologist. You can find me over on the YouTube's by searching for that. Although I'm, I might stop saying that, I haven't uploaded anything to YouTube in like 18 months. So, uh, but if you want to find me shitposting on Twitter, You can do so by searching at JMA 4707. And you never know what you're going to find me tweeting about. Sometimes it's serious. Sometimes it's it's shitposting. Sometimes it's just straight up grumpy. Uh, I was real mad this morning about student loan people um, Uh and me trying to deal with them. I I need, so everybody's loans, everybody's student loans are in forbearance right now because of, of COVID. And traditionally, you can't get a loan if you've got something else in forbearance. Because that says to a lender, no matter what the reason is, no matter what the thing is that's in forbearance, that says to a lender, you can't afford to pay your loans. But everybody's in forbearance because of COVID. So you can get letters from your student loan providers that say, hey, this is the COVID forbearance. It's cool. Let them get a loan. And so, you know, our lender told us that today we have to contact and get this letter. So I call because there's no way to request one on the website because, of course, there's not. I sit on hold for an hour, and finally talked to the person. I'm like, yes, I need you to send me this letter. Um, you know, I, I would like to request an email, that way I can get it to my lender immediately, and then a paper copy to have for records. And they said, okay, we'll do that. Uh, your you know, paper letter, we'll, we'll get that sent out, should be there within uh, five business days. We'll send you an email, it should be there in seven to 10 business days. Wait, what? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. Did I, did I miss hear you? Did you maybe say those backwards? Like even like three to five days to get an email seems like a long time, but you know, like, did you say that backwards? She's like, no, I, you know, I can send the letter out sooner. I have to put in a special request for the email. And I'm like, it takes days to send an email. I was mad. I was real mad. I didn't yell at this lady, but this is the closest I've came to yelling at somebody. Uh, in, like, a customer support position ever. And, like, it's not her fault. I know it's not her fault. But I've been and, on hold for an hour, and you tell me some dumb shit. And the Pony Express
2: was faster.
0: I, yes. So. Getting a telegram was faster than the email. Infinitely faster, yes. Yes, indeed.
2: <laughs> uh, but they just uh, do that to you because they know you have nowhere else to go.
0: I'm fucked. I've got like I have to to wait. I can't do anything else. I have to wait on it. So I'm 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 a captive audience, literally a captive person beholden to them because if I don't get this letter, I can't get my home loan. And, and you know start up your commune, make your yes. new cult, the sex perverts. Start, start yes, and start my cult, the sex perverts. But anyways, uh. that's that's what I was tweeting about <laughs> today. <I was> very <laughs> grumpy about it. You grumpy? Um, no. Yeah. And then if you want to see me uh, play tabletop games like Vampire the Masquerade and be just like the most evil person ever or well, Battletech. Well, well, I don't know. You don't take a week to send out an email, so. That's true. That's true. But if you want to see those things, um, I participate on Twitch streams for a uh, streamer called Runic Arts. That's twitch.tv slash Arts.
2: And as I scroll all the way back up, uh, once again, you can email us, vglpodcast at gmail.com, with your letters, voicemails, game-related topics. Tweet them to us at vglpodcast, or drop by the Discord, which you can find a link to that over at com. And if you wish to spread the love, you can find us on your podcatcher of choice. Our lovely, lovely patrons have made this possible. You can find it out more at patreon.com slash vglpodcast. Our intro and outro music is on the ground by Kevin McLoyd. You can find his work over at Incompetech.com and...
0: As always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice, buh-bye now. See ya! Bye bye